Let's get back to BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, presented by BetMGM. All right, Actives and Inactives coming up about 20 minutes from now. We will find out who is playing in these games, who is not playing in the games. Uh, we're monitoring this Packers-Saints game right now. We're not going to do it moved with it, or maybe we could just give like an update as to what's happening in the game like a little bit later in this segment. Apparently, both Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, are warming up on the field for the Packers. We'll know in 10 minutes whether either, both, or neither will play for Green Bay as they host the 2-0 New Orleans Saints. But Ken, let's start uh, in our neck of the woods here over at MetLife Stadium, where uh, you might have heard uh, the Jets haven't won any of their last 14 games against the visiting team, the New England Patriots, and Zach Wilson 0-4 in his career against Bill Belichick, as as one might expect. Uh, Ken, what's happening right now with the betting market and at the stadium here with the Jets and New England? Never a dull moment, right? In the NFL, you feel like every Sunday, you're just not quite sure what you're going to get. And yeah, you're going to get injury updates. You're going to get line movements. You know, you're going to watch all the pregame shows, see some bold predictions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody had like, paint coming off the end zone on their bingo card for this morning but that's kind of a, a, a developing story i guess in this game so the betting market has been very consistent all week patriots have been about a two and a half or three point favorite on the road as they look to win 15 straight games against the jets and the total in the game has gotten bet down a lot over the course of the week for two reasons one because zach wilson really 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 stinks against bill belichick defenses and has been very bad this season and also because inclement weather is expected in this game there are actually a number of games most of the eastern seaboard cities it's going to be very hot in Florida, but rain and wind expected in several of the games. Some we've talked about, some we haven't. We just encourage everyone to check a forecast. You're going to bet player prop overs where you have a vision for kind of how you see the game playing out. Anyway, the total in this game is 35. It's the lowest total game on the board for this entire week. Uh, these teams, worth noting the last time these teams played, the final score was 10-3, just to give you an idea. And then added to that, uh, a number of Jets beat reporters tweeting in the last 10 to 15 minutes. So obviously people can kind of picture the uh, end zone at MetLife Stadium with the, the team named Jets painted across it in the uh, white paint. Well, apparently all of that white paint is like running off as a result of the rain and like heavy downpours that have happened at the game. It's basically like the Jets word is still there. Also, there's like a ton of white footprints and oh, a ton God. of like streaking and a lot of paint, basically in a lot of places that there's not supposed to be paint. So... I guess something that will update closer to the game, like I don't know if they have to come out, both teams have to approve that like this is okay. I'm sure there's all kind of like inspections that now have to happen probably. Just like don't be surprised if you hear something about this uh, in the next couple hours. Didn't expect to be doing that this morning, but never know what you're going to get. Here's, uh, here's paint in the Jets end zone running off in a game that's already expected to be rainy and brutally low scoring. Uh, Patriots two and a half total 35. And Ken, the last time we had streaking at MetLife Stadium, Antonio Brown was topless he was a couple topless. seasons ago. Which is, I just, yeah. I, I can't believe I got the opportunity too, like, right? to tell <laughs> Yeah, he just went away. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Doesn't just tweet and do ridiculous stuff all the time. I, I can't believe yeah. I got the opportunity to tell that joke when you said streaking and then the Bucks <laughs> played that game at MetLife and Antonio Brown was topless, as uh, was as we as, as, yeah. as you may remember. That's the Jets and the Patriots. Ken, let's go to Cleveland, where Deshaun Watson and the Browns coming off the Monday Night Football loss on the road in Pittsburgh host the 1-1 one one Tennessee Titans fresh off a three-point overtime win against the LA Chargers. Uh, Mike Vrabel is an underdog. I feel like betters may be interested in that. Where do we stand right now with the Browns and the Titans in Cleveland? Yeah, it's funny in uh, a lot of the contests offered in Vegas and a number of the sports books, you know, you pick games against the spread. I think a lot of people are familiar with how those work. Uh, the Titans at three and a half were actually one of the most popular selections this week, which is a little surprising, like small number. And I guess I guess a lot of people are really down on Cleveland. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the point spread in this game has basically either been Cleveland at home, either favored by three or three and a half for most of the week. The total, it's worth noting, has dropped and is continuing to drop. And again, that's because this is one of those, uh, Cleveland, not on the East Coast, obviously, but one of these places that's going to be impacted 
impacted potentially by inclement weather. And this is actually the only game I think that's very likely to be impacted by wind, which is really significant for scoring in an NFL game. So it's not like for sure. We have played a lot of Cleveland home games the last few years where Nick and I will come on the air and talk about their 60 mile per hour gusts. You know, there's a shot one time, I think when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback, he was like wearing a, one of those giant coats, looked like he was going to blow away during the game. I mean, really like there's Cleveland generally someplace that you have some pretty crazy weather. Just worth noting, I think we at least have the chance for weather that impacts the game uh, in the Browns game today. We don't have that in every game. So just worth noting that if you're like, wow, that total looks really low. Is that the Cleveland defense? Well, yes, it's it's also that like everyone might blow away, something like that. So Cleveland, three, three and a half. The total, uh, the lowest total on the board is now 37 and a half. Uh, that's the lowest it's been this week. It does feel like we get like two or three games in Cleveland every year that kind of like fall under that umbrella now. It feels like yeah. Cleveland's actually the place that gets impacted by weather the most now out of like any any home field in the National Football League. All right, that is the Those Browns and fans. the Titans. <laughs> haven't they oh. haven't they been through enough they gotta have the well, i was gonna say week. <laughs> yes. i was gonna say like at, at least the team's been a historical winner right in cleveland and they employ a really good person a quarterback who's playing well let's stay in the afc uh afc south matchup ken with the jaguars and the texans in jacksonville houston is once again without a number of key players on the injury report laramie tonsil's not going to play the texans offensive line was already injured to begin with star safety jalen petrie is out Derek stingley like their top draft pick from last year their number one corner placed on injured reserve and what's happening here in this market as uh as they travel to jacksonville to take on trevor lawrence and the one-and-one jaguars sort of a subjective opinion man it feels like every underdog's been getting bet for the last 48 hours and every single game down the idea that maybe these games are going to be a little closer this week than uh, than we all anticipated and this is another game that fits that description jacksonville opened more than a touchdown favorite but this got up to jacksonville by nine and a half even touched 10 for a little bit jacksonville a 10 point favorite at home against houston who obviously hasn't played very well the first two weeks i think we all understand that um but sort of a, a hidden thing about jacksonville that maybe if you watch last week against the chiefs it'll come through uh played the colts week one played the chiefs week two the offense has been brutal versus expectation versus I think what we all thought coming into the year Trevor Lawrence an MVP candidate Doug Peterson an offensive minded head coach Press Taylor is calling their plays uh, on instead of Peterson this year and it it has not gone great by a lot of accounts, and uh, and they haven't scored very much, and their offensive numbers are, are much more down than they have been previously. So maybe that's the opponents. Maybe it's just randomness. But, you know, if you see money coming in on Houston, and that's what we've seen, maybe Jacksonville just can't win a game by margin. Maybe that's just going to be really unlikely. So the Jags are still holding as seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. But just worth noting, the seven-and-a-halves are all juiced toward Houston. So we're sort of continuing to move down uh, in terms of the difference between the two teams in this game. The total, and it's going to be like 115 degrees on the field in this game, Game too, which is kind of interesting. Total 43 and a half, 44. I know you and I both kind of like the over in this game. Maybe Jacksonville could score. Maybe Houston can score a lot in this game too against this Jacksonville defense. So Houston taking a little money. Maybe we see seven by kickoff, but right now, uh, Jacksonville holding for now as a seven and a half point favorite. Are you surprised by the total movement coming going under the number 44 as it sits right now, 43 and a half at our show sponsor, BetMGM? Well, I think uh, it, it went under 44 for like a couple days in the middle of the week. And then a couple people that we know actually uh, came on and were like, we, we really liked the over, like we bet it up. And it ended up going back to 44, 44 and a half. Just seems like there's a, a difference of opinion in this game. So I think on the one hand you have, however you felt about Jacksonville coming into the year, and are you willing to, which would be that they have a very potent offense and that they can score a lot in a game like this against Houston. Okay, like in two games, 
against the Colts and against the Chiefs, are you willing to just abandon that opinion? Are you are you making drastic adjustments to how you feel about Jacksonville's offense? New play caller for what it's worth, but a lot of the same players are still there. Calvin Ridley's back, obviously, and, and looks pretty good. Uh, in week one, he had a pretty good game. So, okay, like, are you abandoning all that? or And, and if so, are you just trusting in, okay, these two games that we got, Jacksonville's offense is bad. That means it's going to be bad today. Like, when do you play a team to to kind of get back to what we thought before the year? It's, it's kind of an interesting setup. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken countdown to kick off week three NFL Sunday. Line movement right now across the board for all the games on this glorious Sunday. Um, Let's set the table here, Ken, and we'll do more on this next segment once we know officially the statuses of Packers wide receiver Christian Watson and running back Aaron Jones. But where do we stand right now with the betting market as the Packers host the New Orleans Saints? We are still quiet, which is kind of interesting, right? Because usually you'll see a line move that'll precede an injury announcement. And uh, it's funny, we're getting an injury announcement. So did you just want to read these right now, Nick? And we can just kind of yeah, set up Yeah, like, uh, wait, so Alex, just like, is Jones also inactive? So Christian Watson is inactive for the Green Bay Packers. Like, I, I, I think I hate this guy. I don't actually uh, I hate can, him. I can confirm Jones is inactive. Yeah. All right, so all right, so both all right, and, and Jair Alexander is also inactive. And we talked about that on Friday. So remember on Friday, Jair Alexander was not on the injury report Wednesday and Thursday. Pops up with a back injury on Friday, listed as questionable. Now he's out. I mean, New Orleans needs to close a favorite in this game now. Like is there anything happening in the market? There is nothing happening in the market, which is kind of interesting. Uh, the Packers were a one, one and a half point favorite uh, when we woke up this morning. And now we have more information than we had yesterday. Kind of seemed like some of Aaron Jones, Christian Watts, some of these guys would play in the game based on some of the practice reporting we had during the week. Uh, they are all out. And the Packers are still, for right now, a one, one and a half point favorite. So that's pretty interesting, right? Packers going to be without a number of key contributors again, even more than before. They were obviously without both Jones and Watson last week against Atlanta, had a lead in that game and blew it. Um, yeah, Packers still won. Uh, my expectation would be some movement in this market. I see a couple of the ones getting bet toward New Orleans right now, but not like some big drastic move as a result of these Green Bay inactives. Oh, I was, uh, I was... <laughs> trying to like the, the pound in saints teaser more saints teasers just now and oh yeah got pulled as i was trying. oh no yeah you yeah got shut really, down really frustrating yeah. really frustrating uh yeah like I, I guess we can have a conversation at some point like if it gets to like saints minus one and a half if that happens tease the packers tease green bay yes yeah tease yeah tease green bay and the answer of course is yes yeah. <laughs> against, against Derek Saints, Allen. <laughs> Saints with a complete inability to win by margin played the Titans and played the at Carolina couldn't even keep them from scoring late win by three I, I, Packers to keep it close at home I, God, I mean I don't even know if I care who's playing in the game I, I feel like that's a pretty good bet maybe we get it we'll update it later in the show I, and I'll just say this this is actually it's not anecdotal in fact, this is legitimate because like, we do this every year. I've never seen already the start of a season where more guys practice and then don't play than we've seen in the first three weeks of this season. This is, like, not normally how it's gone. Honestly, it's something that, like, I need to take into account, like, when we do, like, the Friday show and, like, my thought process on these games that usually it's, like, guy practices Friday in limited fashion. He is much he's more likely to play than not play, and that has not been the case in some of these games. So uh, I'm a little frustrated by this development for many different reasons with Watson and Jones out. Just like, yeah, that's no fun. You want the guys to play. Uh, well, I, well, I, well, I collect myself here, Ken. Uh, what's happening with the, with the Bills and the Commanders in our nation's capital? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I collect myself. Here's another completely wacky game from a, a point spread standpoint. The, uh, the Bills, who obviously thumped Vegas at home last week, won by margin going away in that game, kind of getting back on track after that Monday night uh, loss on the road to the Jets in week one. So the Bills off a, a pretty, you know, 
pretty good win. Very good injury report for them in this game. They go to Washington, who's a surprise 2-0 team, and the market opens essentially with the Bills about a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Goes up to seven for a very short amount of time. Six-and-a-half, six. So the Bills, like, a pretty big favorite on the road. Um, but all of the movement uh, throughout the course of the week in this game has been on these surprising 2-0 Washington commanders. So I mentioned the Bills were six, six-and-a-half a couple days ago. That is now five-and-a-half in a bunch of places. And for the first time all week, uh, at one sports book, the Bills are favored by just five points. It's worth noting that you might be like, wow, is this all people like the Commanders? Like, are people finally buying Washington, a 2-0 team? Big comeback last week. It's just worth noting, sometimes we see consistent trends in which teams get bet on or bet against when we get game day and, and NFL weeks. So week two, three, four, five, sometimes you'll see the same team get played on or play against by a lot of people who bet. The Eagles famously were a team that got bet on like every single week for a while and got bet against for a little bit. It was sort of a, a two-season trend with them. Okay, the Bills got absolutely bet against last week. A lot of people bet the Raiders in that game that number almost went down and closed a touchdown heavy action against buffalo last week and so now this week again heavy action against buffalo sometimes it's not something specific to the game it's literally just like a team or even a quarterback or a combination that people want to play against seems like that's happening with buffalo for a couple weeks all right let's close here ken sunday night football one of the nfl's oldest rivalries is the hashtag for new pleasantries in the sin city as the las vegas raiders host matt canada was like you see the report this morning by the way like yeah. matt canada is going to start working with kenny pickett on a daily basis yeah, like, he's he's the offensive coordinator. I would hope he's working with the quarterback. So, basically, he's promoted to quarterback's coach from offensive coordinator. This whole thing is bizarre. A bad yeah. brew, some would say, in Pittsburgh. Uh, what about the Steelers and the Raiders in Vegas to wrap up the slate today? Yeah, and for people who haven't followed this, Canada, the offensive coordinator last year, they retained him as offensive coordinator this year. Uh, during the Monday night game against the Browns, if, if you stayed up, fans were chanting for the team to fire Matt Canada as offensive coordinator. And like Mike Tomlin addressed it in his post-game press conference, like, we're not going to do that. Like basically had a, a great answer to kind of like play to the fans and sort of like, you know, be humble about the situation. But like, look, you're he, not getting fired. Apparently he's going to have more responsibilities. Uh, so they're on the road at the Raiders and the Raiders home opener tonight, Sunday night football. And we've kind of been waiting all week to see if this market would hit a key number. Uh, the Raiders were one and a half, two, two and a half point home favorites basically the entire week. And then uh, last night, basically yesterday and last night, we finally saw the Raiders get bet to a three point home favorite. And again, just like make sure everybody's under the tent here and understands like three is a very, very important number in NFL betting. It is the margin of victory that will land the most often by far. So when a market goes to a team as a three point favorite, that's actually like a really significant move. It means you could, if you wanted to bet Steelers plus three, as opposed to what you could have bet yesterday. And if the game lands three, which is going to happen a lot, you will obviously get your money back. That's much better than losing if the game lands three. So that's been happening. Raiders taking some more money uh, out to three, almost three minus one ten everywhere. And I think for you and I, Nick, it's kind of just like, do we do we want to play Pittsburgh? Do we want to click the button or not? And when do we want to do that? Yeah, we, we had some smart people, guests that we have that we both really respect, come on the show this week and say, like, hashtag wrong team favored here. Pittsburgh should be favored. I don't think you or I ever felt that strongly. I think both of us no. had the Raiders a small favorite in the game. But, like, I for, for me, it's it's a bridge too far here. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to have a bet on Steelers plus three, and maybe I'll regret it, but I think that's a wager I'll have in the account. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And, and then the, the other question is, okay, from now up until the start of the game, like, is this going to keep going? And uh, and kind of like, where are we headed here? Raiders do have a very strong home field advantage for what it's worth, even if, uh, even if we don't like their coach very much and they're favored by three. All right, the Prop King coming up next hour on the show. Best bets coming up next hour on the show. But coming up next, actives and inactives, the betting and fantasy impact here on Countdown to Kickoff.